Chapter 4. I haven't told you much about Teddington yet, have I? Well, it's a charming little place. I myself used to live there many moons ago. There's a high street and a broad street, a station with trains taking people up to London and a lovely big park, Bushy Park. As for Fairfield Road, well, that's plenty lined tr- plenty, a pretty tree-lined street where the people like to keep themselves to themselves, which sounds perfect for our hyena family, doesn't it? But unfortunately, there was one exception to this rule, a bad-tempered, nosy old man called Mr. McNumpty. He had no friends and he never smiled. He had nothing nice to say about anyone, particularly the Bolds. And unfortunately, he lived right next door to them. It was hard to tell how old he was, that is, if he ever had been young. He'd struggling right, uh, white hair that poked out from under a silly fez hat and long runny nose that he wiped on his sticky and strained sleeve. He had big rounded shoulders and a lumbering walk as if his legs were stiff and painful. He would bang on the wall if the bowls laughed too loudly and throw rubbish over the garden fence when he thought no one was watching. You live like animals, he shouted roughly once when Betty and Bobby were having a lovely time rolling about in a muddy flower bed on the morning of their seventh birthday. Little did he know. He didn't like children and he didn't like laughter. If the bowls passed him in the street, he would refuse to answer when they called out a cheery, good morning. He just scowled and crossed the road. Poor Mr. McNumpty, said Mrs. Bold. I can't imagine being so miserable and bad-tempered all the time. Perhaps I'll make him a cake. That'll cheer him up. But it didn't. When she knocked on his door with a delicious Victoria sponge for him, he slammed the door in her face. What a horrid thing to do, said Mrs. Bold back in her kitchen. Well, maybe he'd rather have a pie, said Mr. Bold helpfully as the children wolfed down the unwanted cake. Or cupcakes suggested Betty. If you ask me, he's a fruitcake, said Bobby, and this made everyone laugh. One sunny summer day, the twins and Minnie were playing in the garden. Mr. McNumpty was next door up a ladder, cleaning his windows. There was a danger he might empty his bucket of water over the noisy children, but they had hoped not. Minnie had invented a new game called Red Carpets, where the girls pretended to be beautiful actresses arriving at the Oscars, and Bobby was the paparazzi taking their photos. Bobby set up his tripod, which was really three bamboo sticks held together with some string, and he made sure there was some film in his camera, a tin of pilchards. The girls had a route around in the garden shed to find their ball gowns, which they made out of picnic blankets tied together precociously with some old tinsel and golden twi- uh, garden twine. Minnie gave herself huge shoulder pads made from two uh, empty hanging baskets, and Betty's outfit was notably for its glamorous dusty veil, a large cobweb complete with spider. This is what everyone is wearing in Ibiza this year, declared Minnie. Oh yes, said Betty, and no one in Hollywood dream of leaving home without a veil of these days. Hold it there, girls, said Bobby, peering round the side of the pilcher tin, raising one arm in the air. Minnie, lower your chin a bit, please, Betty. It might make it a bit better photo if you raise the veil a little so we can see some of your face. Lovely. Everyone see smelly pants? Beautiful. Smelly pants, said the girls. Just then the spider on Betty's veil, uh, sorry, just then the spider on Betty's veil, none too thrilled at being moved into the sunshine from the shed, made a run for it and tickled the back of Betty's neck. What's that? She cried alarmed and then sneezed loudly. The tinsel that was holding her gown together suddenly fell apart and the blanket slipped to the ground, revealing her rather long tail for all to see. Betty froze. Ah, no! She screamed. Several things then happened all at the same time. Number one. 
Bobby leaped forward to quickly pick the blanket up and cover the unusual protuberance. Two, Minnie gave a shriek of surprise and pointed in horror at the large furry tail that had suddenly been revealed. Three, there was a loud cluttering and a splash from the direction of Mr. McNumpty's garden. Dun, dun, dun.